Welcome back to another year of the Listen In Podcast. We have now moved into decade two of our run here, Jake. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like a cheat to say that because we did a whole half of the previous decade. Absolutely true. We're up to episode 169, by the way. Nice. <laughs> it, is, it is nice. It's good that yeah, we got there. It's a lot of episodes. Yeah. 169. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we haven't done a podcast since last decade. Uh, it's been, wow. When you put we, it that way. We wrapped up the year with our best albums and songs of 2019. We also did our favorite albums and songs of the decade. So we put the 2010s and 2019 to bed. We're now into a brave new future. We certainly are. Um, and I, I would advise anybody who's checking us out now for the first time, for I don't know what reason, <laughs> to go back and listen to those episodes. I think yes. they were some of the best we've done. I think so, too. In my, in my opinion, they really encapsulate and capture uh, a decade of music that was really important to us into a certain era of our lives. Yes. Um, and so I think they're worth listening to. Highly recommend those. Uh, now, Jake, before we get into the actual topics here, where do you stand on the... See you next year, or see you next decade, New Year's jokes. Um, I am here for them, to be perfectly honest. I am too, actually. I'm here for them, to be perfectly honest, because my brain, even though like the logic part of my brain yeah. knows they're not clever. Yeah, no. My irrational lizard brain is just like, they are clever, and I love them, and think they're funny, and I like do them. I, I, say I them. do them a lot, but I do it with a wink and a nod. It's yeah. like, it's you like have to I'm be ironically saying this. I don't think it's funny. I think it's just interesting that we're at a point yes. where we can say next year or next decade and have it be factually correct even though it doesn't mean anything it's the same part of our brain that will never get over the experience of like standing at the four corners of different states and being <laughs> exactly. like now i'm in arizona now i'm in fucking Utah. nevada yeah. and it's like okay like even though these are constructs that we have put on yes. the world and on time and space <laughs> quite literally to help us understand them uh, I still enjoy them, and uh, yeah, I, so I, I liked too. it. One that I was going with in late December, <laughs> yeah. as I was signing off to people at work, was "See You in the Twenties," ah, which I thought was kind of interesting. That we're we're a lot. It's the twenties, man. It is the twenties. How are we going to refer to them? Because I think the twenties. Is it? Yeah. Or are we going to call it the twenty twenties? I think people call it the twenties. Why wouldn't you? Because That's true. because like. It, I mean, in the 1920s, you could have asked this very same question. Yeah, but I also think... Now, hear me out. I was thinking about this as I was driving. Okay. I actually think the 1920s feel closer to us now than the 1820s did to people in the 1920s. And that's for a couple different reasons. All right. One, I think we have a better opportunity and ability to understand and view history now okay. where like if you want you can fire up a fucking youtube video and see clips from the like a 1920s yep. thing you couldn't do that in 1920 about the 1820s that's fair. i think if you are alive in 1920 1820 seems like forever ago because like three generations died out of yellow fever. Yeah, like if not more. Whereas now, there's plenty of people who were born in the 1920s. It doesn't seem as far away. Yeah, no, that that's fair. I still think like people are lazy and default to saying shortened fair. things. And we haven't had that luxury in 20 years. I know. To say know. something as quick and quippy as the 90s, the 80s, yeah. the 20s. That's it's a been a point. long time. We suffered through 20 years of I like, know. what do we totally call this? Like, what yeah. do we say? 
We never settled into the aughts. No. No one really says the tens or no. the teens. That's always awkward. Yeah. So you just sort of don't say anything. I personally am relishing okay. the notion that I get to say a decade like I'm going to have to embrace it. I mean, dude, like we're coming up on the 30s pretty soon. <laughs> I'll be here before we know it. It like, will. Speaking of the 20s, Jake, one of the biggest news stories of the early decade is this. Grimes, one of our favorite indie artists, yep. is pregnant with Elon Musk's baby. How about this as a headline? Have you heard a more 2020 headline than this? No, I, I don't think it is possible to conceive of one. Did you see the Instagram announcement photos? No, I did. I heard about okay. them. I heard about them. I heard that they were in nudity was involved. Yes. Um, and so that, I mean, I think that's all I really need to imagine. And it's I, just, well, you're, you're also forgetting that in the picture... There was um, a, a, a fetus that you could see growing in Grimes' translucent belly. It was like a digital manipulation where uh, it like showed her stomach and like the fetus inside of it. I mean, that wild, wild is pictures. extremely Grimes shit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And I All feel of it was so Grimes. It feels like Elon Musk is, is a, a relationship of convenience for her from the respect that she will use the technology he gives her access to to just exploit weirder and weirder uses of it. It feels like he could get her access to just any technology to make album covers and music videos <laughs> and fetus pictures that are increasingly bizarre and like upsetting. Because her so, aesthetic has always been sort of upsetting to me. It has Some been. people love I it. Agree. Um, I think it's meant to be a little violent. Yeah. And like a little, you know, I gross. have never been more at sea with Grimes than I have been right now. We're going to talk about her a little bit later so, because we have some talk about most anticipated albums of this year. We have some over-under talk. She's going to be at the heart of that because she has a new album coming out soon. Very soon. So this was on her Instagram, I suppose, right? Yes. Okay. One of them got taken down for the nudity. Okay, so this is one. Yes, and I think you can just picture what it would be yep. not, not censored. Not oh, oh, so it was... That was censored. Yes. Okay. So yes. I'm I'm experiencing this real time. Yes, this is really... Are you seeing the translucent fetus in there? Yeah, I assume that that was like painted on in some way. I don't know how, but it's there. Yeah, it's... Uh, something else. It really is something. It really is something. <laughs> really As is. is this one. I mean, her whole look yeah. is something. Yeah. I mean, hey, all, all due yeah. respect to Grimes for being out there. And like, it, it's, uh, you know, um, it's interesting in its own way. You know, it's interesting because of, you know, this is Elon Musk's future kid as well will this baby be one of the first humans on like fucking mars or something will this baby be in space at some point uh yes yeah i so uh big friend of the pod kevin second mention yeah in this podcast he, he'll be in the post show uh he was telling me that when this post was like put up there was someone who who commented and was like the like this kid's gonna be a concept like <laughs> Which I thought was really, really yes, funny. Yes. Like, this is going to be the first couple to give birth to a concept. And it, like, is true. This kid, I think people were probably expecting big things from this kid. In Think about the, the different types of creativity that are going to be. I was going to say, in theory, this kid is, like, the 
the odds of him being a genius are like minus 330. Yeah, well, I, I also like... Money line. <laughs> <laughs> I also like am not... I don't really fully understand still if that's how genetics work. I don't either. Like, I, I think don't know. We all say that, and I, think, I do. I think it helps if both your parents are smart. Yeah, or like, like if you both your parents are good looking, are you more likely to be good looking? I don't think that always holds true. I no, I don't think it does, and I think the opposite sometimes is true. I, th- I think it is. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe Anyways. he'll be a bore. Maybe this guy will work or or woman. Yeah. Will work in like a you know. Well, he'll, I don't want to disparage any job. He'll just be. Uh, uh, a tech working on uh, the Tesla factory robots. Or we'll he'll work a boring desk job. Yeah. In one of one of Elon Musk's future like uh, space s- sweatshops of the future, <laughs> where like it's a sweatshop, but you have health benefits because yes. it's twenty forty seven. Yes. And like his son never panned out to much. What else do we have on the agenda? <laughs> let's, let's dive in. So we're gonna do um, our most anticipated albums of 2020. But first, I want to hit on a couple interesting hot thoughts here, Jake. Yeah. Just because the podcast paused over the holidays doesn't mean new music paused. Nope. We have a few new ones uh, to discuss here. The first... Okay. The first album I listened to of 2020 was this Of the 20s. Of the 20s. Of the entire decade, the album that kicked off my new music listening was this new Beach Slang album. The Deadbeat Bang of Heartbreak City. This is a band. A really, a band is a, a stretch because it's really just one guy. James Alex. James right? Alex. Um, a name I can't abide. It doesn't feel real, first of all. I also don't like the f- two first names thing, especially one like Alex. Don't love it. Which I just know is not a last name. Second of all, um, 2016, when they were pretty popular, he was pretty popular, had some goodwill. What a wild time for music listening because this was like their first album was able to be pretty popular and well received by critics. That's the things we do to find people who think like us, feel like us, Whatever. something like One that. One of those things. We should have known then that this was not going to blast, not be more than a flash in the pan. Yeah. We liked that album. I'll still stand by that album and a yeah. couple of songs on those EPs. It's been diminishing returns after yeah. that. I think there's been a lot of bad press. There's been a lot of. Um, kind of bad feedback from fans and and peers in the industry alike. And we start 2020 with the deadbeat bang of Heartbreak City. I texted you about this on Friday when it came out. Yes. Um, And that's about as much engaging with this album as I'm going to end up doing because I haven't listened to it and I don't really intend to. You don't need to. It just doesn't compel me, to be perfectly honest. And I just have to say really quick, you have the floor. Okay. The whole shtick of Beach Slang... Has never quite done it for me. Now, like you said, we liked some of that stuff. Some of the songs, yeah. fine. They're good. Yeah. The whole recreation of some era of punk and some era of right. DIY that this guy's going for has always been a little too hard on its sleeve and, and sort of performative yes. for my liking. Now, it, that's that, it I'm off the floor. It doesn't feel genuine in no, a lot of ways. It, does, it feels it like an act. feels like yes. I'm selling you this product. Here's the thing. This album's not very good. It's pretty boring. Okay, I, I didn't like it. The five. What did they get? A five point three. Two. Five point two. Five point two. That's deserved. Here's the thing. Wow. Couple. Okay. Couple silver linings. One. It is still thrilling in the year of our Lord 2020 to hear some fuzzed out big guitar riffs. Even if the rest of the song isn't very good, if a guitar is just ringing out, really going for it, 
there's something in my brain that has just developed over time that is going to respond to that in it's some way. It's going to be triggered by that, so of course. even if the songs aren't good, I'm like, yeah, this rocks, you yeah. know? <laughs> right. Number two, there's actually one good song on here. It's called Tommy in the 80s. It's the one thing that's doing something a little bit different or interesting. There's actually some cool horns involved there. It's relatively catchy. It's not, like, great by any stretch, but it's fun. And it's, like, it's what beach slang could be or really just should be um other than that there's really not a lot here um and how about this album name jake the deadbeat bang of heartbreak city I i have to read it every time because i feel like you can just rearrange it and it works you could say like the the dead break bang of beat break city or like you could say the the heartbreak heartbreak bang of deadbeat city the the heartbeat bang of dead break city like this this is just beach slang mad lips it it, it really is it feels like it, it was spit out of an uh, album title generator yes it came it, from a beach slang album name generator in the style of this kind of thing it feels like it's doing that thing that bands do that really annoys me that's like it's it's trying for like a little bit of that springsteeny type yes. of vibe yes. that kind of like fake urban folk hero (laughs) style of naming things. We're really excoriating this album. I haven't listened to it. I haven't even listened to it. You don't need to. How unfair of me. It is unfair. I will say it that way. I'm not holding it against you. It's unfair, but it's like it's easy to make fun of. It is. It is. And And on the album cover, it looks like he thinks he's in T-Rex or something. I know. T-Rex is actually great. No um, shots at T-Rex. So, okay, that's how I kicked off my year. So let me just ask you this. Yeah. Do, where, do you have it penciled in for album of the decade so far? <laughs> I mean... Is it your album of the decade? It's it's in the top two because that's all I've listened to from this decade so, so hey, far. So, hey, you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. At it's, this point, if all music stopped... It's in pole... It would be in pole position. Yep. Um, Look at that. Here's one that came out, Jake, at the tail, tail end of the year... Um, Travis Scott put out, I would say, not quite an album, not quite an EP, um, called Jack Boys. Now, this is a label compilation um, for his Jack Boys label that he started. Ah. Now, the problem, or some of the criticism I've heard levied against this is like, well, you know, album compilations are great, but you need to have more than like two people on the label. Because it's like him, Sheck Wes... Don Tolliver, and I think that's it. Rosalia makes an appearance. So I actually really enjoy this seven-song comp. I think it's pretty fun. There's a great remix of Highest in the Room with Rosalia. I lost it when Rosalia very earnestly said, It's lit! I was like, oh my god, worlds are colliding. This is fantastic. And then guess who shows up on that as well? My guy Lil Baby. Dude, so like the uh, so first things first. I I like this EP. Yeah, I like it. If it's you could want to call it an EP, whatever you want to yeah. call it. I listened again today at the gym. It's good. It's good. It's man. good. It's catchy. There's good. Song. I like the uh, the uh, young thug, um, the young thug feature yeah. on uh, Out West. I I like it. The end of highest in the room. There's that kind of build up that like. Big rising action in the music. It reminds me of uh, "Hold My Liquor" on Yeezus. Yes, um, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Thank I have you. To say. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed this, and I'm glad you brought up Yeezus there because a lot of the vibe I get on here 
reminds me of something Kanye would do on Yeezus that is like playing with voice or having different people come yeah. in. Like on Gang Gang, you have Shaq Wes um, and someone else being like, boys, hopping out of coops. Or like, it's just, it's like yes. a little bit different. And then on like Gotti, you have <laughs> Pop Smoke on there being like, my bitch love. Coco. <laughs> yes. It's just like, it, there's some fun moments on here, you know? And then you have an, a pretty decent Quavo and Offset feature. You mentioned the Young Thug fe- feature. Don Tolliver is out here yelling. Like, this is pretty fun. Look, this isn't Astro World. This isn't, you know, one of the best rap albums ever. This is a fun label comp that ends up being, I thought, pretty fulfilling for what it was. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I also enjoyed it. And I, I was going to say, given the fact that even though I did enjoy it, um, like we said about the Beach Slang album title, the the tr- the track list here, the the people featured on the track list, I yeah. should say, is like a Sean music map. It's a who's who, exactly. It's just like I mean, Rosalia's making an yeah. appearance. Like, dude, Young Thug is up in here. Like um, Lil Baby, Lil Baby, you know, especially Travis Scott is is the maestro behind it all. And I have to say, I really appreciate the corner you've carved out. I mean, I say that as if it's not the most popular music in the world right now. But in trap music on this podcast. In this yes. podcast, there's two corners. Because yes. we split a room in half. In Sean's corner is, is trap. It is. And like, dude, look at the album art on this. It's fucking cool. They got the gang, gang, gang. Boys hopping out of coops on here. Yeah. You know, you have like that pale pink and purple sky like i don't know it's just interesting it's a vibe this i like it this is a point that came up we were at a new year's party we're talking about this album and i i made the point i'm interested in your thoughts on it um i think that trap music actually in a lot of ways is pretty weird and experimental in some ways it's poppy it's catchy yeah like when you really listen to what's happening and the way voices just sort of come in yes and the amount of like yelling and the amount of like a lot of it's like kind of just spoken word yeah well and like there's (laughs) there's like the people will do their little tags like it's yeah lit. yeah it's like an echo yeah exactly yeah, or like and they'll just be like sound effects sometimes yeah. like <laughs> yeah right it's actually like i don't know if this is a wrong take but it's actually like sort of weird music it is i think it's actually pretty innovative um but what it, it, there's a dichotomy with it where it is innovative but it's actually been around for like yeah. in a big way for 5 or 6 years now where the same tropes are just being rehashed again. So while it is sort of innovative and groundbreaking, it's actually very played out. And we're in this weird, like, of course, it almost makes too much sense that it would become this pop product in a way. Yeah, and what I mean is, like, it's interesting, not even that this is particularly revolutionary as trap music, more that it's interesting to me that we're at a point where music that sounds like this is what's popular. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. That is interesting. You know what I mean? Like, it's yes. sort of weird. Yes. That is interesting. Um, and I don't think there's any one reason for it. No. Um, I, I think there's a lot of different things you can point to. But I really enjoyed Jack Boys. I think we might be getting a, a formal Travis Scott album this year, which I'm excited for. Because, you know, this... I don't want to say this was a throwaway, but like... You know, he's. I'm sure he's not laboring over this like he would with something like Astro World or its follow up. Yeah, and it's still pretty good. Now, so now, does it disappoint you that it came out at the tail end of 2019 and this is sort of in no man's land? No, for I, ranking. Season. So the last two years, I've actually really enjoyed the kind of trap music no man's land. So we had Jack Boys this year, then we had that 21 Savage album last year. Right. Um, 
it sort of owns that last week of December. Interesting, okay. And, and it's sort of this, like, I'm in this vacation haze, and it just kind of, like, compliments it all. And you're like... Because, look, a lot of the rest of the year, you end up being like, music is a little bit of a job, you know? Like, we're like, all right, what's new? What am I listening to? What is new? Where this, you're just like, this is fun. I don't have to worry about where this is going to rank or how much I love it. I'm just going to put it on and it's going to compliment, like, some other things. So, right. yeah. Um, I, thought, hey, I thought so that was fun. Speak. Exactly. Exactly. Um, last hot thought for you, Jake. Uh, real estate. One of uh, our longtime uh, favorite indie bands of the 2010s yeah. announced a new album coming out. Would and... you call them a favorite? Um, no, I, I wouldn't. I was thinking, <laughs> as I was saying it, I was like, "That's not true." I was thinking about that because really, <laughs> all I give a shit about is Dave's. <laughs> yeah, that second one's decent. Atlas or whatever. That's the third because they had third a, they had one. Like oh, a that's right. Self-titled. Oh, the, okay. The one before that's good. I don't know the um, self-titled. That Days well. and the self-titled are, are both like really solid. Yeah, I like Days a lot, and I. Yeah. I was... So no, I wouldn't say they're a favorite. Right, maybe not as beloved as they could. No, because I in their last album didn't do much. Uh, for I, me, I, really. I I didn't really like it, and I, that I wouldn't say it soured me on real estate, but I kind of saw through what their style of music is, and yeah. I was like, Ugh, if this is all they're gonna do, like I'm, I'll stick with Days, you know, because I don't really need just different versions of Days. Yeah. However. This new single called Paper Cup came out. It's actually featuring Sylvan Esso. Now, could you hear this feature in any way? I did. Yeah, it's it's a little harmony. It's it's oh, a harmony so that's happening in the chorus. Her voice is yeah, in there? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, so I thought this had an interesting disco vibe to it. And I thought this was an interesting return to form for real estate. I really liked this song. Well, yeah, return to form or or a, actually an attempt to try another form. Well, yes. Which exactly. is actually like kind of cool because if anything, the knock on real estate is a little too much of the same thing. Exactly. Um, and whether this is going to be like a sustainable sort of aesthetic for them through an album... Um, I could see myself getting kind of tired of it after yeah. a certain number of songs, but this song's pretty fun. I, I thought it was it. really catchy. I liked the like the strings. Yeah, it reminded me that was kind of beatly to me. Yeah, um, and the guitar lines were definitely like sort of danceable and and catchy in a way that they've never really tried to be before. That was my thought too. Yeah, um, and I was just a little bit more interested in it than anything off that last record. So yeah, hey, maybe we'll get a decent real estate album out of it. New decade, new real estate. We'll see. Um, okay, so that was Hot Thoughts. couple uh, few new things to check out if you haven't listened to any of those yet. Let's dive in to our Think Piece discussion here, Jake. This is our annual Most Anticipated Albums of 2020. Um, so I've been looking through a few of the lists that are out there on music blogs. Looks like we have um, a decent amount that we know we're for sure getting, and we'll run through those. But there's also a handful of really exciting ones that we don't know for sure that we're getting. There's just a lot of speculation. So we're splitting these up into two. What I want to do, Jake, is I'm going to run through these. And then I want you to pick two from the albums we think we are getting list that you are most excited for. And then I want you to pick two from the albums we know we are getting that you're most excited for. I will do the same. I'm here for it. All right. So here's the ones we definitely know we are getting. A lot of these have titles and release dates associated with them already. You'll notice a lot of these are from Q1 of 2020, Jake, um, just because those are the ones we know about. They're the ones that are confirmed. That's right. 
So albums we definitely know we're getting. The 1975, Notes on a Conditional Form. That's coming out on February 21st. Also, just have to say quickly, yes. like, what in the fuck does that album title mean? That sounds like, like a buzzword <laughs> mashup. I know. Um, I mean, look, is it any worse than the fucking album title a from... A brief inquiry into online No, 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 because I actually liked that. The, you are oh, so beautiful when oh, you sleep, but I, whatever the fuck. The one is. I can't say without like exactly. cringing and blushing. <laughs> yes, that yeah. one. So they're, they do something else with Also, with just really names. quick, as a general yeah. rule in my book, an album title more or less shouldn't be a punctuatable sentence. No. I think Probably it should not. be like a phrase. Now, that, now, you might say, Jake, that it is too strict to put <laughs> rules on art. <laughs> yes. And I say, a pox on you. <laughs> no more sentences as album names. That is noted. That is noted on the conditional form. Um, oh. Hey, Lana Del Rey, with the follow-up to Norman fucking Rockwell, an album called White Hot Forever. I, I think this is supposed to be a spoken word album. And she's just like, fuck it, I want to do it. This isn't like a real follow-up to Norman Rockwell. This is kind of just like a fun curiosity. Okay. Um, we mentioned Grimes earlier. Her album's uh, Miss Anthropocene. Yeah. Nice little turn of phrase there. I got to get used to saying that one. Miss Miss Anthropocene. Or is it anth- anthropos- Anthropocene? Well, I thought it was a mashup of Misanth- Misanthrope. Mis- but like misanthropocene, yeah, misanthropocene. That literally just clicked. Yeah, it, it honestly took me a while. I was like, "What the fuck is this called?" And then I said it out loud. I was like, "Oh, yeah, misanthropocene." That also comes out on February twenty-first. Tame Impala. This is a fitting title. The slow rush. Yeah, comes out February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. Um, this that album title and the album art and everything I've seen. I haven't listened to the singles. I don't really know what they sound like. That being said, the album title and art reminds me of when, when like a band you liked from the seventies got boring in the eighties. Sight unseen, just based off of the album art and the title, and kind of like how this was supposed to come out last summer to coincide with his Coachella headlining appearance. Not based on the music at all. This album will not be very good. I I I, I can't comment one way or another. Except for my conjecture from before. I do like your use of sight unseen. Yeah. I feel like I've heard you drop that a handful of times yeah. recently. Yeah. Sight unseen. I like yeah. that. I'm going to start peppering that Um, in. Just based off of like gut feel, yeah. I don't think this will be at the level of past Tame Impala. Right. But we'll see. Um, Pine Grove, Marigold, mm-hmm. coming out this Friday, January 17th. I'm very excited about that one. Yeah, that's a, that's nice to get right I, in the I, beginning. I feel like we really kick off the music year with Marigold and then a new Bombay Bicycle Club album, Everything Else Has Gone Wrong, also coming out on Friday. First one in six years. First album in six years. And this is, this is in no way to pile on to him. It doesn't matter. Everyone's got a different look. It seems... That the lead singer of Bombay Bicycle Club, Jack something, Stedman? Mm-hmm. I think so. That, might that sounds a, right. That might be a different person. That sounds right. Who maybe even I know. Um, <laughs> Jack of Bombay Bicycle Club seems to have embraced baldness. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 looking back, combing back through the records, no pun intended. Right. 
it seems like he maybe there was a little bit of a comb over going on in the past. Because if you look at his picture now, he's he's embraced like the full shade. You know, I think that he's happens. Bicked, he's Mister Clean with British people sometimes. Yeah, maybe they bald like exceptionally young. I worked with a a British guy. He was in his late twenties, early thirties, and had like a huge bald spot. The rest yeah. of his hair looked completely normal, though. Isn't it was strange. Strange. Very if strange. you had to go bald, would you rather recede from the front or lose the back? Um. Recede from the front, definitely. I'd rather lose the back. You think so? Yeah, because at least when you have the front, you can still kind of like push it up a little that's bit it, from the front, and like for anyone shorter than you, that's true. That's you, a that's actually maybe I'm switching my answer. You can have a full head of hair for all they know. I'm I'm switching my answer. Um, Destroyer, Dan Behar, uh, have we met? Comes mm-hmm. out January thirty first. Drive-By Truckers, The Unraveling, also comes out on January 31st. How about this, Jake? A Francis Quinlan solo album. Francis Quinlan, of course, from Hopalong. Um, she's putting out an album called Likewise that's coming out on January 31st. That's pretty exciting. Big day, January 31st. The little bit of buzz I've heard about this Francis Quinlan album is that it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um, Best Coast is putting out a new one called Always Tomorrow. I forget when that was announced. I didn't put it on here, but that, it's, I think it's Q1. That is somehow Always Tomorrow. It like already is a Best I, Coast album name. I, somehow. I, I can't believe it wasn't a name already. Yeah. Um, Real Estate, like we talked about, they're putting out a new album called The Main Thing. That is coming out February 28th. Uh, Soccer Mommy, this one just got announced uh, yesterday, I think. Color Theory is coming mm. out on February 28th. The singles are pretty cool. Uh, I have not listened yet. I need to. I checked them out. I liked nice. them. It's okay. a, it's a, I don't know. Well, I'm going to reserve judgment. Sure, sure. They were pleasant. Good. Um, Angel Olsen is putting out a second version of All Mirrors yeah. of some kind. I think this is maybe a stripped back, more acoustic version of the same songs that yeah. were on All Mirrors. It is, from what I understand. It was, and I think... It was planned to be released as a double album, or maybe even was planned to be the album. Yeah. At one point. And yes. then they added the strings and they were like, it adds more dynamics. It's interesting, but we like these other versions. Here's the thing I think this might be the version that really connects with me. I think there was a lot of window dressing. As interesting as it was, I think there was maybe too much window dressing on some of those songs. I, look, I love that album. I think it's great. Love a lot of the songs. Time will tell. We'll see, though. But sight unseen, hard to say. <laughs> Uh, Matt Berninger of The Nationals putting out a solo album as well called Serpentine Prison. Don't know when this is coming out. A yet, little... Uh, la- uh, I, no, I don't love that album title. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. It kind of reminds me of, of Tom York's uh, Tomorrow's Modern Boxes. <laughs> where it's just like... Yeah. it's just That's yeah. just album name generator Jargon. bullshit. Yes. Yes. I mean, every album name is kind of dumb. Um, true, true. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what he does outside the confines of the National. Um, yeah, it's like, what is he writing on, I wonder? I don't know. Because he doesn't play any instruments. No, and I wonder, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's a fair question. Um, and then the last one we have for definitely know we're getting, uh, Dogleg, mm. uh, with their album Melee. We listened to one of the Dogleg singles at the end of last year. Fox. We, Fox, we really liked that one. Yes, that song's sick. So I'm excited for that. That. Um, and then, Jig, do you want to run through the albums we think we might be getting this year? I would. Should we pick the ones we think we're most interested yeah, in this yeah, category yeah, first? From the, yeah, pick two from the okay. albums we definitely know we're getting. Which ones are you most excited for? Uh, the ones that jump out at me most are Pine Grove and Grimes, actually. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely Pine Grove. Um, and, and just for the sake of being different, because it would be Grimes for me too. I, you know, I actually think this 1975 one has a chance to be very good. Mm-hmm. I heard a couple of the singles and quietly they've turned into like a serious band that yeah. like for good and for bad yeah i think is doing interesting stuff so i'll be interested in notes on a conditional form even though we uh we maybe don't love that album name right okay that's good um so for albums that we think we might be getting yes. and that is like a big might yes on some of these uh kendrick lamar I actually think we at least know that this album is almost completed. I think we'll get it in like October of this year. Maybe yeah. summer. Maybe or, summer. Or maybe if like a few different production things go wrong, like a Father of the Bride situation, it gets pushed to like 2021. Mm. Uh, but I did hear that this album has some more like rock influence, which is an interesting idea to think. Uh, Frank Ocean, not holding my breath that this will actually occur. It'd be nice. I think we're going to get it because isn't he headlining at Coachella or one of the big ones? Yeah, I guess uh, unrelated. I guess he's now the face of Prada. And the or, face of Prada. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, I think we're going to get this. I think yeah. we're going to get it in May. Ooh. It's going to be the big May release. I feel it. There is le- there's like nothing I would like more. I think that's going to happen. Than a May That's Frank my Ocean That's my guess. Album. Book it. Oh, man. That's perfect because we already have our late summer into fall Frank in Blonde. We have our middle summer album with Channel Orange. We got a spring album in there. Um, Yeah, that could be good. Okay, Phoebe Bridgers. I think this is happening too. Yeah. All but confirmed. But yeah. Uh, Fontaine's DC. Yeah, they finished their second album. I think they recorded it pretty closely after they released their first. Um, Doggerel. Apparently, they said, oh man, I can't remember. I I saw a, a little article on this. It was influenced by something you would not expect at all for Whoa. like an Irish punk band. It, I want to say it was like trap music influenced this, but it's not. It's not that. It's something like equivalent. That's always the thing with rock bands. They'll be like, <laughs> man, I I got really into like I got really into you know in a silent way, and right. I got into like Frank Ocean for this album. And then you hear it, and it's like a crunchy guitar on the first track. You're like, well, okay. all, right. all right, did that? Cool. I wonder how much influence. I feel like directors of big blockbuster movies say that too. Like the newest Marvel, like yeah, we we really wanted this to be a love letter to French new wave cinema, yes. and I think that really comes across during the Iron Man fight scene at the end. Like, oh, does it? Because it's like every other movie like that. I love when it's when it's like cross media. Like if it's like they're like I was influenced by like the paintings of of Rothko in the making of the new like Star Wars. Not major uh, yeah. picture, but yeah. like one of the. It's like, no, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Julian Baker, new album. I think this is confirmed. Is it? I believe so. I mean, I know she released that song Tokyo, True. Um, plus others. I don't know if there's been an official announcement yet. Maybe not like a date. Yeah. That's fair. Japanese Breakfast. Um, the Strokes. This would be interesting. So they played a new song at their New Year's Eve show and said it had some new... weird title, right? Do you remember? Yeah, what it did. Was? I don't remember what the title was though, and I, I didn't I listen it to it because I basically refuse to listen to any new song that is played live. First, I need a studio recording. Yeah, it's... I'm not going to go out of my way to find the fucking YouTube clip that has terrible sound quality. I'm not doing that. Agree with that. Travis Scott new album. I, I, I do think we're getting this. Um, I think he's really he he puts a lot of stock in like getting a Grammy for some reason. Like he wants to win Best Album Grammy. Well, I mean, it's like, hey, dude, 
you're only going to be disappointed by that. Yeah, it's like it also like that's the least important part. Seriously, I mean, but that's you and me talking, and Travis Scott is Travis Scott. Fair. So, uh, car seat headrest. Maybe this will be like a new album of originals, uh, or <laughs> none of originals. I mean, of like new new material. Because the last Twin Fantasy one we got yeah. was the the retread. He's like, of, nope, we're remastering Teens of Denial again. Like, oh, like, oh, okay. Oh, Have another you written a new song, dude. Teens of Denial. Like I re-recorded the drums. <laughs> you could really tell. We put some more slack on the heads so that if they recorded, you'll really hear the pop. It's like, well, that album's great as it is. Will it's fine. Kelly Lee Owens. Uh, I, I'd be looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be one of those just like meat and potatoes. Like, oh yeah, like this. Yeah. It'll be ranked like 39th on my <laughs> right. albums right. of the year list. Um, Rolling Blackout's Coastal Fever. Uh, so I, I really do like Rolling Blackout's Coastal Fever. I uh, hope they're doing okay down in Australia. Big shout. All those fires to, going on. That stuff's scary, man. It is incredibly scary. I also, unrelated to that, think... Rolling blackouts could trend into like that real estate territory where it's like, okay, you do a lot of the similar stuff on your first two records. Like, what else are we doing besides kind of like bright, jammy sounding guitar rock, which I love, but you know, there's room for uh, growth here and diversions and yeah. different types of things. Sure. Uh, speaking of jammy rock, yeah, uh, that we both like, the War on Drugs. Yes, um, I don't know anything about this album. No, I all I've heard is he's back in the studio, potentially working on something. If we get anything, I don't think we'd see it till fall at the earliest. And Sean, it wouldn't be the <laughs> albums we might get, might, 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 underlined a thousand times, highlighted, italicsed, and bold. Uh, without chromatics, dear Tommy. This has been on the list every single year we've done this podcast. It, it's going to make me sad when it goes away. Uh, this has become the what? What are the what's what was always the famous one? Guns and Roses, Chinese Democracy. This is the Chinese Democracy of our era. The it, album you, that's going to be amazing when it comes, but like we'll just never come out. It's been on this list so long. The chromatics have put out another album. I know that is so strange. In its stead, and they—I think they said like, "No, dear Tommy is still coming." I think I think they're in on the joke. I don't think this album exists. I don't think we're gonna get it. I thought he like didn't he scrap it or delete it after almost getting in a car accident or something? Is it a he? I don't I don't know. Isn't there the woman at the head? Yeah, of but Kermit? Johnny Jewel is like the the. Like, she just sings, I think. And Johnny oh. Jewel does all, like, the instrumentation and, and, like, all that shit. Okay, that I didn't know. So, yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, so, off this list, I mean, in some ways it's kind of easy. I'm just going to take Kendrick Lamar and Frank Ocean. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's maybe a little too obvious. I mean, those, those would be mine, on. too. However, to switch it up, um, I'm going to say Travis Scott. Because he became a full-blown superstar with Astroworld and has actually become an artist that I really am just fascinated by, yeah. for good or bad. That would be in my top five on the list. So I'm going to say Travis Scott. And then other than that, um, I'm excited to see what Phoebe Bridgers does next because I think she has captured a lot of people's attention between Boy Genius, her own solo work, and then Better Oblivion Community Center. I'll be really excited to see how her solo sound has maybe been influenced by some of those other projects or kind of the maybe a leveling up in songwriting maturity or something. Because I, I think she has the talent. Um, I think she is maybe one of the most exciting 
singer songwriters in indie rock right now. So totally. I, I'm gonna put Phoebe Bridgers there. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Uh, so with that, Jake, let's do our annual over unders for Pitchfork review scores for some of these albums. This has been a fun recurring uh, little sort of segment we've done year after year. Um, now we did set the lines for total number of best new musics and total number number of nine plus uh, scores um, already because this is January fifteenth, and if we missed any, it would have been hard to set a line at that point. Um, I think I say this every year, but for anyone who doesn't understand, this is like a loosely based on sports betting. Mm-hmm. So the idea of an over under is in a football game, if an over under was set at like fifty point five. Um, at the total score, if both teams scored a combined 51 points, if you bet the over, you would have won. If they scored 50 or fewer points combined, you would win with the under. Mm-hmm. So what we do is with the uh, pitchfork scores for a number of notable albums, as well as for the total number of best new musics and the total number of 9.0 or greater reviews, uh, we set a line and we bet on it. So for... Um, Best New Musics, last year we set the line at, I believe, 47. We did. Um, I had the under, Sean had the over. We came in at 44. Mm-hmm. I won with the under, which was about the only win I had. <laughs> um, and then we for 9.0 or greater reviews, I think we set the line at 2. We did. We got 5. Oh, uh, weird. An anomaly, perhaps, yes. in terms of like there was a whole lot more and, and um, than we expected. And um, as a final count on the albums... I think you beat me seven to three. I think yes. In terms of betting over unders, yes. maybe not worth going through all of them. No, I don't think we have to right now. Um, but what we have set for this year's total best new music over under, we have put it at forty five. Yep. For this year, um, you have taken the over. Yeah. I have taken the under. So I am hoping the same trend that we had last year continues. And then for nine or greater album scores, we set the over-under at three and a half. We had five last year, so we had to boost that a little bit. You are taking the under here. I am taking the over. I My strategy here is I'm kind of hedging. Yeah, it's Whereas fair. if I don't hit the under on the total best new musics, I'm hoping we just have a gangbusters year and we have nines out the ass and we just hit it there. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Um and yeah, my my whole thing with with taking the over forty five is that it felt like forty four was a sort of an anomalously low year. Yeah. Um. So, may, but who knows? And it could be any any number. Yeah. So that's sort of the, the the reason we play the game. That's right. That's why you even do the bet. So now we're gonna pick um, best new or not best new music. The Pitchfork score over under for a series of albums. We have eight picked out to start the year, and this yes. year I think what we're gonna do is um, pick some additional albums as the year goes on. So as we get more album releases on episodes of the podcast, we'll, um, we'll, we'll bring up some more albums and either set the line or if we had to make it beforehand, we'll just tell you guys yes. what nice. the line was and who took what. So let's kick it off, Jake. Um, let's guess the Grimes over under. So now I mentioned at the top of the pod, I don't know where I'm at with Grimes. I don't know where anyone's at with Grimes. She's out on Mars with Elon Musk right now. Having a kid. Um, so if, you know what's weird? If this album w- were to come out last year, 
I weirdly think, knowing Pitchfork and their politics and the weird shit they do, that it would have gotten a lower score. But I think in the court of public opinion and also media opinion, I think people are back on the Grimes train. With it's the, feeling that way with this press tour. And some of the songs are pretty good. Yeah. Violence I liked. Yeah. People love 4AM. Like. Um, you know, uh, so here's what we have for previous scores. Art Angels, which came out in 2015, which is crazy it's that long ago now. Um, that got an 8.5, Best New Music. That's shockingly low for It's me. lower than I remembered it being. I yeah. thought it was like an 8.7. Visions... The previous album, another 8.5 Best New okay. Music. Okay. And just to go back a little further, for the sake of doing it, um, the Halifaxa album, before that, got a 7.8. Okay. So she's really never gotten anything astoundingly high. Let's put this at, I'm feeling like 8.2. 8.2? What would you take there? That feels like a good line. Um, I think I'd want the slight under. I think I might too. What about eight one? I'll take the over if we put it at eight one. Take the over at an eight one. Yeah. Um, can I have the under and push? You can have the under and push at eight even. And I take everything over that. No, I mean, well, what would be the benefit of that? If I so if I take. Mm, I don't know. That's really tough. That's a tough one. That, that might mean it's good. That so might mean we're let's, good. Maybe let's come back to it. Okay. Okay. Put it tentative so, eight, eight or eight one there. For now, yeah, eight to eight point one is the tentative line. We'll okay. return to it. Tame Impala. All right. Um, a critical darling. Yes. Pitchfork has loved Tame Impala and Kevin Parker's music. I don't think we he's ever not had a best new music. Maybe Inner Speaker was the he only one. Never has not had a best wow. new music. So Inner Speaker. Which dropped in 2010, got an 8.5, Best New Music. Um, I think from there, it's only very much up. Lonerism, got a 9 even. Damn. And um, let's see. Currents. Currents, 9.3. Jesus. Now, it does feel like the general court of opinion is trending low, but the history of this lends me to think we have we almost have this at the line a little high. I think we have to put it in almost the same. I think we have to put it at like 8283. Oh, so I will hammer that under. I will take that under all day long. I'm basically betting this will be his first not best new music. So, okay, then let's sit it lower because I'd want the under too. Okay. Where would you take the? Where would you consider not going below? Eight. So you would take the under at eight. You think it'll I be still a seven? would? I still would. I'll take the over at eight. Okay. If that sounds fair to you. Um. You know, it's the same thing where it's like, can I get the eight point one push? How about this? Okay. I take the eight point one and the push under with Tame Impala. You take the 8.1 and under with the push on Grimes. Okay. And we'll basically just like do the opposites. Okay, so 8.1 for Tame Impala. Sean, under or push. Jake over. And then for Grimes, we're doing 8.1. Same exact yeah, deal. Yeah, same thing. Same but you, you're deal. taking the under. Um, Jake, under or push. Sean over. Yes. Okay. All right. That feels like a fair compromise to me. Because I think good. these are both artists who are like, they've been darlings of Pitchfork yeah. before. 
I could kind of see Pitchfork going any way on these I, albums. I could too. That's um, why I think that because th- this, if Simmons were doing this podcast, he'd be like, you know, this is the Pitchfork zone. That eight point zero, eight point one. We, you don't know. It's it's almost the best new music. It might not be. It's like it's an Ian Cohen reviewed emo album. <laughs> okay, Frank Ocean. Uh, this is another one that I think you really almost Man, can't set the bar high I, enough. I, for. I think this has to be like a nine. Yeah. So let's see. So just to review the past. Yep. Not Frank Osha. I'm trying to search in Pitchfork. Frank Osha. Yeah. Uh, so Nostalgia Ultra seven point eight, which feels like that doesn't like really not count. really important or or you know worth even mentioning. Channel Orange nine point five came out in 2012, and as I recall, I believe Blonde got a straight up nine. It did, although it was their album of the decade. So yes, it was the album of the decade, and Endless got a seven point five. Okay, which is too low. Criminally which, low. I agree with you. Um, um, okay, I think we have to put this at a nine. Yeah. And I, that's so tough because I'm inclined to take the over at nine, but it's such a risk. To how about that. this? Because actually, if you if we set it at nine, the person who gets the under is at a huge advantage. A massive advantage. Because even if it's an 8.9, still great album, yeah. you're, like, you're kind of fucked. How about an 8.5? Which of us would want the under there? Uh, all right, 8.7. I think we set it at like 8.8. 8.8? Eight, eight. Eight, eight. Okay. And I think I would I would consider to... Can I have an over and push? Um. No. Okay. I will take the under. We'll leave the 8.8 eight as a tie because we love Frank Ocean. Wait, so ex- explain what you mean. So if you're taking the over 8.8. Eight, eight, so you have to get an 8-9 to win it. I'm taking under 8-8. I have to get 8-7 or lower to win it. If it hits 8-8, we tie. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. We'll do so that. So we're doing 8.8. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, and I win here either way because if it's a dud, which it won't be, yeah, I win. But if we get a Masterpiece Frank album... I'll lose the bet, but I'll really actually win in the long run. Okay, so it was an 8.8, Sean under, Jake over. Yep. Okay. Um, okay, the 1975 uh, with notes on a conditional form. And they, we'll get an answer to this one relatively soon because it comes out in February. Now, I believe their last one got a Best New Music. It did. It got an 8.5 Best New Music. It's their only Best New Music they've received. Um, I like it when you sleep. Excuse me. Oh, my closed pitchfork. Little Bill Simmons. Uh, yeah, right. Talking through a burp. There. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't throw stones at the, <laughs> at the Podfather. Um, let me see. Hold on. I start freaking out and sweating. Oh my oh, god. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so um, I like it when you sleep. Got yeah. Six point five. Ooh. Um, okay. And their previous album, the self-titled, the nineteen seventy-five. Got a 5.9. See, I've been all over the map. I feel like the historical cannot really help us here. This has to be like uh, we're pitchfork experts, betting experts. This is why we're the Vegas of pitchwork over unders, Jake. We and I, I think it is worth noting that we actually do like a pretty good job and get so close. We do every year that. The, when one of us loses, it yes. like really hurts because you I we know. literally lose by a point. Literally, there were like maybe four or five last year where the person who lost lost 
on the decimal, the decimal point. point. Yep, I know. Um, so I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know, Sal. I'm going to put this one in, in the pitchfork zone. I, I actually do think this one is, if we put this at an eight even. I feel it eight even, you think? I Maybe a little lower. Because I want the over at eight. You do. I'll take the under there. I'll take the under. On eight? Yeah, I'll take that. So a flat eight? Flat eight. Okay. Yep. Yep. I will take the under. You'll take the over. No. Jake over. Sean under. Okay. Um, Pine Grove. This is an interesting. Very interesting. Kind of a sticky wicket here. (laughs) So we get Marigold on Friday. There's three singles out. I like all of them. I think this is going to be... I was seeing some feedback um, on Reddit of people who have heard this already that it's great, that it's their best album yet. But these are these are Pine Grove diehards. So now you have to factor in they started out as Darlings with Cardinal. Got a Best New Music. I think it got like an 8-2 or 8-3, something like that. It got an 8. You got an 8. It oh, didn't get oh, a Best New okay, Music. okay, okay. got an 8 flat, then which feels like a Best New Music for it, a band it, from that scene. Exactly. Then you have Skylight, which in my opinion is the superior album that got dinged to what, a 7-5 or something exactly like that? Exactly a 7-5. Because of the whole controversy with uh, Evan Stevens Hall. Now, you could argue it's going to go either way here because either that is in the rear view, no one's going to ding them for that, or it's, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It feels like they are moving back towards... The um, a positive light in the public eye seems that way, and it, I feel like it, it it couldn't possibly go lower than seven five, and I feel like it wouldn't be fair to set the line. I there. don't think so. I was thinking like a seven seven. Yeah, I was thinking even seven eight. Okay, um, this is in that range. This is like the pup album last year, where we set it at seven eight and it got a seven nine or something I like know. that. Okay, let's set it at seven eight. Um... I would I'd wager the slight under. I think I would too. That's why I said seven seven. Well, we, if we both want it, then we got to go lower. Would you Would you still want it at seven seven? I'll take the over if it's at seven seven. You take the over. At I seven. think this is going to be like a either get a seven seven or a seven eight. Oh boy, let's come back to it because okay. I can't make a decision in this moment. I'm okay. going to put down a tentative seven point seven okay. seven point eight. Kendrick Lamar. Now, this is another potentially very high. This, I think this has to be anchored at, like, the Frank Ocean zone of an 8.8. Yeah, so we're looking at, with Damn, it got a 9.2. Jesus. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly, I seem to remember getting a 9.3. Yep, 9.3. Untitled Unmastered also got a Best New Music, even though it literally is Untitled and Unmastered. 8.6. Unreal. This dude um, can take a shit and it gets best new music. Yeah, and it's like it would be like pretty good. Good Kid Med City got a nine point five, famously, and okay. then Section eighty, which doesn't totally matter, really eight point Good um, album though. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, this has to, this pretty much has to be a nine. I think. I think it does have to be a nine. Fuck, and I still might want the over. I think I would too. I would take the under if you went up to nine. One. If you took nine one over, I'd take the under. That feels insane, though. Because it's, it's like look at the numbers, though. I, know. I mean, I'm taking a ri- like if I take like yeah, sure, I have all those numbers, but it's like there's so many of those possibilities are off the table for me 
There's no he's not getting from a zero to like a six. Absolutely no question yeah. he's not getting. Um I don't know. I even if it's at nine I I it just feels safer to take the under. At nine Tell you what. If it's at I'll take the over at nine. I'll take here's what I'll do. Hmm. I'll take a nine one over a push. If you want the under at nine one. Okay, so I would get nine and below. Yeah. I went. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. I'll do that. All right. Kendrick is a nine point one. Jake over push. Sean under. Okay. Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe Bridgers. Now okay. This one's sort of all over the place because Stranger in the Alps got what? Seven. Even. Seven flat. Seven flat. And Which I think is actually too low for that album. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, Better Oblivion Community Center's album got a 7-7. Seven, seven. And Her, what did Boy Genius get? Uh, I believe... That got I Best New Music, I think there right? was even a Best New Music. Let's see. I think it was Boy, like an 8-2 or 3. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm going to check really quick. It got an 8.3. Okay. And so it, it does feel like in some ways we're tracking her trajectory more than anything. Yeah. I think this, I think it is bound, literally like lock, for 8.2, 8.3 Best New Music territory. That's what I was thinking too. It just feels like that's the storyline. So I it think just, we need we set it at 8.2. Fuck, that's so hard because I, I, that, I want the slight under there. I'll take the over. At 8-2. Give me the push at 8-2 and the over. Mm, now I think I want the over. I don't know. I don't know. All right, give me the under then. Let's come back to it. Okay. Let's say tentatively right. it's an 8-3. All right. We got a couple to come back to. Uh, last one, Soccer Mommy. We have one album to go off of here. A Best New Music. And no it le- was a no Best less. New Music. And it received... Uh, An 8.4 for Damn, clean. Okay. Um, you know, this could go any number of ways. I think you could say sophomore slump. You could say politically. You know what, though? Man, this is tough. What, what, are, you, what are you feeling here? Gut gut feel with soccer mommy. I My gut feeling is that it will be a more ambitious album that is somehow received a little worse. Me too. That's sort of how I think I it's going to get like a 7778. I think that's where I would peg it. Okay. Um if you put it at 78, yeah. I'll take the slight over. Okay. I will Yeah, okay. I'll take the under there. That's fine. 78? Yeah. Okay. 7.8. Jake over. And I hope it goes over because I would Me love too. to see her put out another great album. So the ones we have to return to, Pine Grove. We didn't really resolve whether we want it to be in the seven point seven or the seven point eight range. Um, Any thoughts here? I will take the under at seven eight. I'm willing. I can do that. Um, I'll take the over at seven seven. Yeah. Hmm. Tell you what, I'll give you the push at seven seven. Let's okay. Let's strike a deal with Phoebe in this album. Okay, okay, then. fair. Okay, so with Pine Grove, 
if you get what were you saying? I want the over at seven seven. And and I get under and push. Yeah. Okay, and then okay, so then we'll give you a push of some kind on Phoebe. Yeah, I want... For the listeners who might be listening confused, a push means if it hits the exact number. Yes. Cause it, it right now, like on an album where there's no push, like Frank Ocean, eight point eight. Neither of us win if it's an 8.8. 8. Right. But if we said, if we gave Sean a push, he would win at an 8.8. 8. Yep. Okay, so with Pine Grove, we're doing 7.7. 7, yep. And it's going to be Jake under a push. Yep. Sean over. Yep. Okay. And Phoebe Bridgers, uh, we had tentatively said 8.3. I think that's too high. I think um, it's too high as well. I feel like we need to set it at 8. I think so too, actually. And I would, I'll take the over at 8. I'll take the under. Okay. I will. Yeah. 8.0. And you get a push. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. That that sounds good to me. Sean, under yep. or push. Jake over. Okay. So uh, to review. Yes. We have, for in general, Pitchfork, we have the line set at 45 best new musics this year. Yep. I have the over. Sean is the under. Yep. For 9.0 or greater reviewed, we have a 3.5 line. I have the under, Sean, with the over. Um, for the albums that we have so far, Grimes, we set a line of 8.1. I took an under or push, Sean with the over. Uh, Tame Impala, 8.1. Sean, under or push, Jake over. I'm going to take a bath on that. Frank Ocean, 8.8. <laughs> Sean under, Jake over. The 1975, 8.0. Jake over, Sean under. Pine Grove 7-7, seven, seven. I took the under and a push, Sean with over. Kendrick Lamar 9.1, I have the over or push, Sean under. Phoebe Bridgers 8 even, Sean under a push, Jake over. And Soccer Mommy 7.8, Jake over, Sean under. All right. So we'll see how it goes. I, I, I think we did another great job yeah, of guessing th- these. This will be another uh, this will be a living list. Yes, it will. We um, will as new albums are announced, we will add more. I think I'm going to I'm going to so in our spreadsheet, this doesn't need to be on the podcast, yeah. but I'm going to I'm going to add another tab to track these. Smart. Cuz it feels You know our, what? Add it to the uh, the tracker yeah. one. Yeah, I think I will. And um, it can be another... I'll figure out a way to okay. do it. Yeah. No, that sounds good to me. It'll be all in one place. That's great. Uh, to wrap up, a quick release radar. We did mention these earlier, but we have a new Pine Grove album, Marigold, and Bombay Bicycle Club with Everything Else Has Gone Wrong. I'm sure there's some others out there, but those are the ones that are on our radar. Mm-hmm. So enjoy those this week. We will be as well. Great. And we'll be back. We don't know when exactly. Probably, we could probably look at first or second week of February. Couple weeks. I would assume. Um, yeah. So what I would say is that like if this Pine Grove album or if one of these late January albums is somehow transcendent. Yep. Or really blows us out of the water. Yep. Maybe we do an emergency pod. Yeah. To discuss. Yeah. A la Bill Simmons. Yes. Okay. I like it. Sounds good. I like it. Sounds good to me. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Um, an enjoyable sound. Yes. People love that.
They do. People also love when podcasters chew directly into the mic. Yes. Or when Bill Simmons clears his throat disgustingly. Uh, or, or when or he get- doesn't clear his throat and basically just has a scraggly throat for an entire sentence or two. Dude, what it is is he gets a little like bubble in his throat. Yes. And he kind of just like talks. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what the other thing he does too a lot is he talks through burps. Yeah. It's like he went to some fancy L.A. salad place and is having like indigestion from the balsamic vinegar dressing, yes. and he's like talking through burps a lot. And the, <laughs> the thing with the Viking cell is that you know we can't can we trust cousins, postseason cousins? It's like cold weather Lamar. <laughs> You know, Aikman. Aikman said these guys believe they can win, and that's when I knew our bet was in trouble. <laughs> oh, Simmons, he's good. His his takes this season, especially, have been the most mailed in they've ever been. But I kind of love it. I do too, because it's just like he repeats the same takes. So you know, many. we we knew week fifteen was going to be wonky, and it did not disappoint. It's like, dude, you say that about every week. <laughs> you know, at Sal, every, every year we don't we don't trust week nine, and we bet anyways. <laughs> week nine's always weird. I am done with teases. Like, are you, dude? Because yeah. you've done a tease every <laughs> fucking week. Do. It's all it you seems do. to be your fucking go-to. I think I'm spiking myself. Um, you know, we were just saying how January basically is just... You're getting back into the routine after the holidays. There's not a lot going on. Really, the only thing is playoff football, in a way. Um, and it's, been, it's been good. It's been exciting. It's been good. And, uh, in a rare twist, our Patriots were knocked out. I gotta say... That's a relief. It is. I was like enjoying the playoffs more. I have enjoyed it much more, and I'm very excited for the championship games. Although, as much as I love this Titans story, I wouldn't have hated a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes no. AFC championship. That's what we deserve. I think we'll get one or more in the years to come. But yeah, we'll see. It's it, it's kind of nice because it's been. I mean, how long has it been since the Pats weren't in the AFC championship? Let alone the divisional round. It's been last decade. I think literally they were in the AFC Championship for something like 10 years in a row. I I, I, am not even kidding. Because I looked it up recently, and it was nuts. It was like, I think it was every year dating back to 2011. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, because you run it back. They went to the Super Bowl in 11. Yep. That was, and then the next year they... they, they, Okay, the next year they lost in the divisional to the Ravens. Because the Ravens went on. So that, okay, so maybe the next year then. Because the next was year that was the divisional, or was that the uh, divisional? Because was it? I believe so. Because didn't they have to go on and play the? Well, we can look it up here. Because no, um, oh, did they play the Broncos? Was that like the Mile High Miracle game, or was that the week before? I thought that was an AFC Championship loss, but maybe not. The okay, so they definitely maybe it was. You might be right. Oh, no. Was that the game we watched together at my parents' house? Yeah. And we had steak and cheese subs? Yes. And I seem to think that that was... Uh, that makes sense. Um, let me that see was if a bad game. find the history. Okay, here we go. So, uh, the Pats were in it last year against the Chiefs. They were in it in 2017 against the Jaguars. 2016, they played the Steelers. 2015, they played the Broncos. 2014, they played the Colts. 2013, they played the Broncos. 2012, they played the Ravens. Yes. That was then... 2011, they played the Ravens. 
Yeah, man. 2010 was the last year they were not in the AFC Championship and game. Do you remember the why? that They lost to the Jets yes, in we, the divisional round. Which we watched, we watched at together. my dad's apartment. That was maybe one of the worst non-Super Bowl losses. And one of the weirdest. That was very strange. It was a weird night. Yeah. Very. It ended up being weird. It was like the Golden Globes were on after or something. Yeah, I don't even remember. I mean, that's ten years ago now. Crazy. That's I crazy. remember that night like eerily well. Yeah. Because of all of like the just the different things we were doing. Yes. You know. Yeah, and we, so it's been ten years since we've experienced an AFC Championship game that doesn't involve the Patriots. I don't even. I couldn't even fathom a guess how long it's been since they haven't been in the divisional round. Um, that wild card weekend loss in two thousand nine. So to then, the Ravens. an additional two years. Yeah, yeah, and then before that, I mean, it's the exception of exceptions that yeah. they lose in the wild card. Yep. Um. Well, in the year before that, they missed the playoffs. Correct. In 08. Correct. And then there's another stretch of basically this is another way of describing the unprecedented success of this team. But I gotta say that takes a toll on the fan. And the mental state of the fan, because you you really can't enjoy the rest of the games the same way. No, you, you can't. can't. Um, but I will say it's nice to have a little break. Yeah, it's like what do we need the stress for? Not that I should be realistically no. feeling stressed. Yeah. No, we have Patriots. plenty of Super Bowls. Like let's give the other teams a chance. It's more, you know what it is? It's just more interesting. It is actually at and, this point. And different new Super Bowl matchups are cool. Yes, I think. The only possible rematch this year of one that's at, one though there's yeah no because the Ravens are out the Chiefs um, and Packers would be the rematch of Super Bowl one that would be interesting considering it's the 100th anniversary of the NFL yeah. it would be kind of cool for that to be a replay of Super Bowl one kind of cool what's the worst possible outcome or matchup Titans Packers Titans Packers. is pretty boring Titans Packers is the worst I mean yeah. I'm rooting for the Packers because a big friend of the pod Kevin. Yeah. I also like the Niners as a team in general. I think I'll be rooting for the Niners. I don't really care who wins. Yeah. um, But I've pledged my support of my friend. Fealty. Because it's like, what do I care? Really, who wins? I'm just. I'm hoping the games are good. I'm hoping people have fun, Sean. (laughs) Football is about fun. Football is family. Football (laughs) is tradition. Football's love and brotherhood. (laughs) Protect the shield. You know, protect the shield. Paul Tagliabue, you know, Roger Goodell. These guys are heroes. And the league is, is tradition. And it's fun. I can't say that enough. And it's 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 hitting. <laughs> it's hard hits. Yeah, and it's like, well, whatever. Uh, well, we have a lot to cover, Jay. You want to dive in? We do. So I, I do have a, a, a question. Are we sure. for the... Uh, over-unders, are we going to set the lines on this podcast? Let's do it on the fly. Okay. Yes. Um, so we can even... We'll start with these eight, and then I think we add more, like you said, as the, and as the year goes I'll on. I'll get Pitchfork up yes. so I can search okay. Okay, good. Uh, various um, artists. Nice. So let me see. Wait, hold on. Who's the first one we got so I can just have it open? Grimes. Nice. Okay. A lot of Grimes talk here. Yeah. We're about to have. Okay. Dead air. And I'm good. You ready? All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. 